Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. Are you humble before the Lord your God? Are you humble in the sight of God? Only God knows the answer to this question because only God knows your true heart. But if so, God will beautify you with salvation. God's anointing will fall upon you just as it fell upon Saul. And here's the beautiful thing is that God's anointing will fall upon you and you will be literally anointed by God. Why does God place so much importance on humility? Pastor Eric speaks of this very trait in his message today while addressing the story of Saul being anointed by Samuel. When we deny ourselves and humble ourselves before the Lord, He can do amazing, unexpected things with our life and circumstances. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part one of his message in 1 Samuel 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10 is where we're going to be studying in God's Word tonight. Uh, I titled the message kind of an interesting title. It's called Rubbed In. Rubbed In. And we'll see why here in a little while. But uh, in the introduction to the chapter is beginning with a recap. Saul, you guys remember Saul? Saul and his servant were out looking for his father's donkeys. His father's name is Kish. They were out looking for these donkeys that had ran away. They were up in the mountains of Ephraim, all the way around to the areas of Jerusalem, and they couldn't find these donkeys. But to Saul's surprise, Saul met an interesting man, a man of God named Samuel. And Samuel was a prophet of the Lord Most High. And so Samuel invited Saul and his servant to attend a pretty nice dining experience. And uh, it was with Samuel and 30 other guests. Now, here's the great thing and the interesting fact is that Samuel gave Saul the best portion. Samuel gave Saul the best portion. And what does this all mean? You know, he was invited to this nice dining experience with Samuel and 30 other people. Samuel then gives him uh, the best portion of the meal. And Samuel is the man of God. And Saul was going to go see Samuel because he wanted to know how to get back home. But God had a plan. And what was the whole purpose of them meeting? What was the whole purpose of Samuel inviting Saul to this luncheon or dinner? Well, it tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 17. It says this. This is the whole purpose. So when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, There he is, the man of whom I spoke to you. This one shall reign over my people. The whole thing going into these, these two chapters, chapter 9 and chapter 10, is that the children of Israel wanted a king. They didn't want God reigning over them. They wanted a king, just like all the other nations. And so God was going to give that to them. And here he is. His name is Saul. And so tonight, uh, we are going to resume the action where we left Samuel and Saul speaking. Because in verse 27, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to go on ahead of us. And he went on. But you stay here a while that I may announce to you the word of God. So that's where we start. And so, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your guidance. I thank you for just allowing us, Lord, to have the freedom to read your word and discuss it and learn from it. And so, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would teach us. We pray as you are here that you would now just take us into this 
this area of worship, Lord, in studying your word. May we learn from it and apply it to our lives, God. May it be more than just another sermon, God. May it be your word speaking to our hearts, O God. In Jesus' name, amen. Chapter 10, verse 1 says this, Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because of the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? Wow. And I'm stopping right there with a wow. Because here Samuel is is speaking the word of the Lord to Samuel. And Samuel takes, uh, Samuel to Samuel, did I say that? That's not what I meant to say. Samuel to Saul. And Samuel took a flask of oil and he went and he poured it on the head of Saul. And then he went in and he kissed Saul. And he says, is it not you who is the commander that God has chosen for, to lead his people? Is it not you? Is it not because of the Lord that you have been chosen by God? And to me, this is very annoying, uh, very uh, just uh, amazing because it says that, it, it, he, he says, is it not because of the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? This is pretty amazing because to Saul's total surprise, Saul was not looking for the position of king. What was he looking for, you guys? Donkeys. So imagine hearing the words, the Lord has anointed you. The Lord has anointed you. What are you talking about? The Lord has anointed me. Why is there oil on my head? And why is this man kissing me? And then to hear that you will be the leader of God's people. A man not seeking position is then exalted by God. Saul was anointed by God. The practice of anointing with oil uh, was common within the Hebrews. The anointing of the king was as if they were crowning him. So as Samuel was pouring this oil over Saul, it was in a sense that he was putting a crown upon his head and saying, you are the king. To anoint literally means to rub in. To anoint means literally to rub in. God is rubbing Saul into the king as king over Israel. So God literally rubbed Saul in as king. Amazing. And we see humility within Saul, not looking for a position, but yet God exalted him. And so many times that we are out there serving God and we want to be recognized, but here we see Saul not wanting to be recognized. He was out looking for his father's donkeys, but yet God chose him. God chose him. He wasn't looking for kingship. He wasn't looking for this position. But yet God still exalted him. The Lord spoke through the prophet Ezekiel and said this, Exalt the humble and the humble and humble the exalted. Exalt the humble and humble the exalted. There is no question that God looks for those who are humble. 
There's no question that God is looking for people who have a humble heart, who is not about themselves, who is not about bringing their own glory to themselves, bringing recognition to themselves, but God is looking for those who are humble, meek within their hearts. Because those are the people that God can form. Those are the people that God can transform into something for his kingdom to bring thy name, his name, glory. Psalm 149.4 tells us this. This is awesome. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Beautify the humble with salvation. And as I stopped in verse 1, as I see this humility within Saul, just receiving, he's just obeying what Samuel is telling him to do. He's, he sent his servant forward, and then he is staying back, and then the oil comes upon his head, then he gets kissed, and he says that you are anointed by God. He was humble. And the question is, is that we've asked many times, and you've probably heard it many times in your Christian walk, are you humble before the Lord your God? Are you humble in the sight of God? Only God knows the answer to this question because only God knows your true heart. But if so, God will beautify you with salvation. God's anointing will fall upon you just as it fell upon Saul. And here's the beautiful thing is that God's anointing will fall upon you and you will be literally anointed by God. You will be literally rubbed in by God. You will be rubbed into his holy anointed. What does that mean? Well, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is God's ultimate anointed one. I mean, look at this, you guys. It'll be on the screen. Look at this. It says this, whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So when you are humble and you submit to the Lord God, God then rubs you into himself. He anoints you into the anointed through Jesus Christ. So confessing that Jesus is the Son of God really takes humility because it is taking that you are taking Jesus and you're putting him on the throne and you are declaring him as Lord. That takes humility, doesn't it? takes the focus off of yourself to put somebody else in lordship. To truly confess Christ, you must, you must, and I repeat again, you must deny self. Jesus said, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. A verse that we're very familiar in Mark and in Luke, we know, we hear it all the time, deny yourself. I get that, you know, that's what God is asking us to do. But it takes humility. It takes humility. Taking up your cross is the biggest display of humility that a person can do. Taking up the cross is the biggest display of humility a man can ever do. Why is that? Because crucifying yourself, gaining desires for Christ's desires. That's what you're doing by taking up your cross. By saying, I'm carrying my cross after Christ. I am crucifying myself 
gaining desires, the things that I want to benefit myself, to, to have the focus upon myself so people can glorify me, you're denying those, you're crucifying those feelings and thoughts, and you're saying, I want Christ instead. Crucifying self-gaining desires for Christ's desires. Humility to its finest. I'm denying my selfish desires for Jesus Christ. With that humility, God will raise you high. God will lift you up. As it says in James 4.10, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He, and He, God, will lift you up. We want to be lifted up. It is human nature. We want to be recognized. But here's the thing. When we humble ourselves, God will raise you up. He will use you as he sees fit. And you will bring glory to his name. And it's not about building your name. It's the building his name. You will be lifted into the body of the anointed one. When you crucify self and your desires and you want Christ's desires, then you are lifted up into the anointed one. You will be in him and he in you. Jesus said in John 14, 23, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him, and, when, and we will come to him and make our home with him. If anyone loves me, Jesus, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. This is beautiful because by denying ourselves, by being humble, then we then putting our faith in Christ, will be anointed into the one who is Jesus Christ, who then in God. (laughs) To me, that's beautiful. You are rubbed into the anointed one. So Samuel continues after anointing Saul. In verses 2 through 16, he says, When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. And now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you, saying, what shall I do about my son? Then you shall go on forward from there and come to the Terminus tree of Tabor. Three men going up to God... At Bethel will meet you, one carrying three young goats, and another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. Verse 4. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. After you shall come to the hill of God, where the Philistine garrison is, and it will happen when you have come there to the city, that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with string instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them. And they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man." And, and let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the 
occasion demands, for God is with you. You shall go down before, to get before me to Gilgal, and surely I will come down to you and to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifices of, of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and show you what you should do. Verse 9. So it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel that God gave him another heart. And all those signs came to pass that day. When they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. Then the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. And it happened when all who knew him formerly saw that he indeed prophesied among the prophets, that the people said to one another, What is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? The men from there answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? Verse 13, And when he had finished prophesying, he went to the high place. Then Saul's uncle said to him and his servant, Where did you go? So he said, To look for the donkeys. When we saw that they were nowhere to be found, we went to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, Tell me, please, what Samuel said to you. So Saul said to his uncle, He told us plainly that the donkeys had been found. But about the matter of the kingdom, he did not tell him what Samuel had said. So in these verses, we see the things that come for the anointed. Man, Samuel and Saul, their names are so... S, I guess, is the common factor. Uh, Samuel tells Saul, Hey, now here are some instructions for you. I'm going to give you instructions. He tells them to go to the territory of Benjamin, and you'll find the two men who will tell you that your donkeys are found, and that your dad is not concerned about the donkeys, but he's concerned about his son. And then after you go there, then you're going to go to the terebinth trees of Tabor, and there you're going to meet three men who are going to have uh, three loaves of bread, a wineskin of wine, and they are going to give you two loaves of bread. And then after you're done there, then you're going to go to the Pharisee garrison. And the Pharisee garrison, a garrison is a military post, okay? And you will go to this post and then head into the city where you will see a group of prophets prophesying. Then there, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will be turned into another man. You will then start prophesying with them. Finally, when you make your way to Gilgal, where I will meet you, seven days later, after sacrifices have been given to the Lord, I will give you more instruction. And as soon as Samuel received these words of instruction, what did God do? God gave him, as soon as he turned away from Samuel, God gave him a new heart. He's a new man. Sounds like what happens to us when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that we then have a new heart. Same thing, same idea. Verses 10 through 16 confirm exactly what Samuel had spoken to Saul. His uncle's like, tell, where'd you go? Looking for the donkeys. What happened? Well, we met Samuel. Oh, tell me what Samuel said. Well, he told me where to find the donkeys. 
But he didn't tell him about the kingdom of God coming upon him, that the spirit of the Lord would fall upon him and that he would become king and that oil fell on his head and he was kissed by Samuel. He left all those details out. Crazy. So after receiving the anointing of God, God then changes your life. Things change when you're rubbed into God. Have you experienced things changing after being rubbed into God? For Saul, God provided him this. When he left Samuel, God provided him three things. First, God provided him comfort, knowing that his father's donkeys were okay. Because that was the main mission, to find the donkeys. And so God, knowing that, he told them, go to this certain spot, and you will find out that the donkeys are fine, that they're found. And you will also find out that your father is not concerned about the donkeys. He's concerned about you. So there was some comfort that God supplied the anointed one, Saul. Secondly, then God then provides for Saul physical substance. Because do you remember when him, Saul and his servant were getting ready to go see Samuel to get the directions to go back home, they had nothing to give to him. They didn't even have any bread. They were out. So this man was hungry, you know. Yes, he fed him at the table, but then for his journey home, because it was a, a long journey back to where Saul was at, God provided his physical needs and gave him two loaves of bread. Amazing. Finally, then God then sent his spirit, the spirit of God, to fall upon Saul, turning Saul into a different man. Not only did he have a new heart, but then the Spirit of God comes upon him, and then he is an another man, as the Word says. And he says that he was an another man. He's a new guy. He has a new heart, but now he's a different person after the Spirit of the Lord has fallen upon him. I will say it again. Things change when you are rubbed in to God. God provides comfort. The Apostle Paul said this, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Comfort literally means to be at one side. So God is by your side. He will bring you encouragement. So God brings comfort to our lives. When we are rubbed into Jesus Christ, when we, are, when we are a part of the anointed one, which is Jesus, God will then bring comfort into your life. Because that's who God is. He will be by your side. And then God will provide for you physically. I mean, look at this, you guys. Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So when you are in Christ, when Christ is in you, he is going to take care of you physically. He knows your needs. Why? Because you're a part of him. 
There's so much more Pastor Eric would like to share with you, but we've run out of time for today. This has been another edition of Grace to the Hearers, the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge in Coolidge, Arizona. Pastor Eric will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of 1 Samuel next time. You can order today's message for free by emailing us at info at gracetothehearers.com. Sometimes it's just easier to call. Our phone number is 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number to call is 520-723-7047. You can learn more about Grace to the Hearers, Calvary Chapel Coolidge, and Pastor Eric at our website, gracetothehearers.com. All of Pastor Eric's messages through the Bible are available to listen to or download for free at gracetothehearers.com. Perhaps God spoke to you clearly through this message in 1 Samuel, and you need to review this message. Again, this message and many others are available to listen to or download for free at gracetothehearers.com. We'd also like to encourage you to subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast. Subscribing is easy. Log on to gracetothehearers.com and follow the link, or simply search for Grace to the Hearers on the iTunes store. From all of the production team here at Grace to the Hearers, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and please make plans to join us again for the next edition of Grace to the Hearers.